pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left Live on Resonance 104.4 FM. I am Steve Curran. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And how are you, Anne? Um, do you know what? Personally, I'm very good at the minute. I cut straight into that because we have no Simon this no, week. No, we don't. And that's why I'm personally tragedy. very good at the minute. Why don't we have a Simon? Um, I could tell you the real reason or I could tell you the <laughs> fake reason. The real reason is he's out boozing tonight with a friend that he hasn't seen in a long time. Right, I see. So what was his, his fake reason? Um, it's just some things, it's it's important just, uh, things. Just important, important things. things. What is it? Friendship is important, it isn't is it? It is very important. What have you been up to this week? Oh, this week. What? Oh, well, it's hard to take your eyes off the news at the minute. Um, <laughs> Um, so, you know, I've been keeping an eye on that. And then this weekend, I feel like really excellent things happened. Oh, no, I went to look after my mum because she had an operation, but she's doing all right. <laughs> well, that is excellent. Did you watch uh, Sporting Sunday? No, I didn't. Did you watch but, any of the sport? No, you but... You get Murray Madness? No, I didn't have to watch any of the football because I live in Stockwell, which has a very, very strong Portuguese community. And uh, so I heard everything in real time, which is to exciting. say I heard one cheer very near to the end and then okay. another very big one at the end. That is what happened. Uh, yes. How have you been, Steve? I've been good. I've had a very, very, very busy week. I've got a video game coming out next week. Chime Sharp is coming out then. Oh my goodness. got a video game coming out in August. That's when Pixelgrams is coming out as well. So I'm very, very busy with those. And been prepping for Marioki tomorrow. I am excited. So excited. So, so, so excited. Got a, um, a very special uh, delivery in the post and new projector. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we're self-sufficient. We can take Marioki anywhere. anywhere and we will as Should well. I do an unboxing tonight? It's not an empty threat. Yeah. You, what, have you got it with you? No, no. I mean, I'll do it. I'll do oh, it. Well, yeah, you're going to have to unbox it yeah. at some point because we need to use it tomorrow. I'll put it on Periscope. We are not alone, are we? No, thank goodness. We have... We've got two special guests. Very special guests. We've got a guest, 
and a guest guest. We sort of got someone stepping in for Simon, yeah. and it's probably best we introduce them. Although, listeners to One Life Left, people who've been with us since the very start won't need any introduction. Let's to see this if they man. can tell just by the voice. Say hello. Hello. Hello, everyone who's been listening since episode one, but not episode zero, of course. It does. Uh, it does feel like a game show now. Do you recognise that? Pause. Pause, pause your. Pause <laughs> your podcast. Or your radio show. Have we got anyone actually live tweeting that can actually inform us who I am? We don't have any listeners, Derek. It's oh, sorry, Derek Williams. <laughs> Hello, famous Hello. For uh, free market economy nurse. That's right, uh, Derek. Used to do a show. Uh, used to do part of the show called Free Market Economy back in the day. I still do occasionally. What do you want to answer? <laughs> Before he left us for bigger and better things, and we'll be talking about that later in the show. But Derek's going to help us through the news as well. Yeah. Uh, but Derek isn't our actual guest today. No. He's kind of like a bonus guest, a we DVD have... special feature. Uh, we have a, a real live proper guest who Simon's sorted us out with. It is Daniel Lever. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yes. 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 Well and you're from Dreadbit. Dreadbit. That's two out of two. Yeah. Three out of three. And you're working on a game called Seraph. That's right. Could... Simon would be so proud of us right be. now. Luckily, you have won the T-shirt. Yes. I, 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 I could see possible times when you guys might be thinking mm, what's his name what's his company no 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 professional it. indelibly totally. marked on our brains um how was how was simon how was simon sort of prepped for this yeah because he's not here so we can are you asking me how he prepped did he me tell for you, this yeah did he tell you the things you need to know well i knew that you'd be doing reviews at some point yeah, yeah. and okay. i'd be talking about my game at some point yeah, yeah. okay and you guys be talking to each other about stuff did he tell it did he tell you to not bang the desk no, I've just been told that though. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not banging yet. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so so far, so far, so good, Steve. Brilliant. So we'll start the show as we always do. Ready, Anne? Yeah. With the news. On Monday the 11th of July, I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. Home Secretary and soon-to-be Prime Minister Theresa May has some super cool immigrants to deal with. A swathe of Pokemon are taking over the country in a game that hasn't even been released in the UK yet. Pokemon Go, an augmented reality game where you wander around the real world to collect not real Pokemon, has taken off big time with users expected to surpass Twitter this week. The game is out in America, Australia and New Zealand already, but won't be released in the UK for a while. Players have figured out a workaround, however, and are already out on the street. Unfortunately, also has some unfortunate side effects, like the girl in Wyoming who found a dead body in a river while out collecting. So this was always going to be the top news story for us, even yeah. on a day when Britain got a new Prime Minister. Uh, it's always going to be the biggest gaming news story of the day. Pokemon Go, are you playing it, Anne? Uh, no, because um, I couldn't be bothered to do, <laughs> I be well, bothered I to do that. Well, I don't believe you can, thing. because you've got an iPhone. Yeah, I've got right? an iPhone. I mm. think that there, it, it looks as though there is... I've seen some friends posting with their iPhones, and it looks as though there is a way okay. an iPhone work workaround now. But I can't be bothered with workarounds, and I want to pay them real money. Mm, I understand that. I mean, you can still pay them money, even on the uh, okay. even on the workaround. It's a free-to-play game, yeah. uh, and it's monetised through microtransactions. Uh. And it is brilliant. It have is you brilliant. been playing it? I have been playing it. I've had such a good time playing it. I was playing it today. I caught a diglet up in the Resonance FM office. 
I know, and a Zubat as well, flapping around there. Super, super exciting. Even on the way here, I was seeing little groups of people, and that's what's fantastic mm. about the game. It's bringing, genuinely bringing people Is together. Is it one of those games that's actually getting people out of the house? Oh, absolutely. I've been on walks, Derek, to catch a... Uh, catch uh, Pokemon. I even walked here today. I saw a group um, at the Tesco, the Tesco near my house, just hanging around outside, because yeah. there's a Snorlax there. And I saw, uh, I saw a group outside this, well it wasn't a group, I saw a guy, uh, a businessman, and a woman who I don't think he would ordinarily have been hanging around with, would have been too busy with business. Yeah. Saw those two hanging out, just chatting about the uh, the gym at the Sudwick Playhouse. That so was it great. Has actually designated some guys' houses a gym, so there's lots of strange people turning up at his well, house. Well, I think it takes I think it takes the data uh, from Ingress, which is their previous game like this. So it takes uh, landmarks and makes those into gyms. And he does and, live in a church, to be fair. So you know. And uh, and yeah, uh, Elephant and Castle Roundabout saw a big group of people, huge group of people. Um, uh, like, and I was thinking. Wow, they're, they're, you know, they look quite organised. They had red banners, which is the colour of Val- Valor, uh, oh, which is one of the teams. So I was like, they're marching for Valor, but it turns <laughs> out they were um, they were a, a no. anti Corbyn coup socialist oh. worker uh, group. So but, you, know, you could do both things at once. You can. Maybe some of them were searching for Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> Dan, have you uh, been playing it at all? No, because it's now yet, and I, no. I'm not even sure how I'm supposed to go about doing this work. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's you a Guardian can... article about that. So it's to... fine if it's in the Guardian. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't it. listen to us. Listen to Keith Stewart. Um, I, I mean, I, I've got it on my phone right now. Uh, load, load it up. See if there's any Pokemon around. You can see me right there just pacing around. Nothing in the... Oh, no, there's a Zubat on the horizon. Oh, good. So I'll be keeping you updated with my progress in there. You do. do have to but catch them all. So, Pokemon, maybe. <laughs> so obviously there are uh, some... Uh, it's very good. It's getting people out and about. It's getting people uh, well-connected with each other. It's really good for those things. But there have been some really interesting articles about um, uh, sort of the downsides to it or the things that you might not think about. Like, this is a game this is a game that is inherent with privilege so uh, there was an article I can't remember where it was uh, talking about if you're a black man playing this uh, you look you know there is um, there's a lot that comes with being a black man wandering around with your phone you know looking in corners and things and people especially that everything that's going on in America at the minute that like this is this is like such a, a such an issue that I don't think necessarily gets covered always it's or true. thought about. I did see that. I saw that piece on uh, Medium as well. Um, and it, it is a game. I mean, any experience in the real world is mm. fraught with danger. Um, although it is also a game that's bringing people together. And I've seen a lot of positive stories around it. I think there's a good chance, actually, that people... Um it will ignore the surroundings because when I play games, I get really into them. Mm. And if I'm really looking for Pokemon or looking for something special, I'll ignore my surroundings completely to try and find this special thing. And I have a feeling that some people... It's not a matter of time before someone gets seriously hurt, but it's not the game's fault, it's people's fault. I mean, also, yeah, because they'd be doing another activity and, and, and who knows whether that would lead to danger. It's hard to say. There is mm. no sort of... Uh, way of looking into the alternate timeline what it does do as well is introduce you to features of your area that you don't know about because it points out points of places of interest so that's a positive surely that's definitely a also positive. you just get loads of pokemon that's great <laughs> <laughs> 
An update to the Counter-Strike Go Lotto controversy. Tamar Tien, one of the YouTubers who posted videos of them winning loads of money without disclosing their connection to the site, has posted an apology video and then removed it with his lawyer saying there will be no further public comment on the matter. In the apology, he said, My connection with CS Go Lotto has been a matter of public record since the company was first organised back in December 2015. However, I do feel I owe you guys an apology. I'm sorry to each and every one of you who feels like this was not made clear enough to you. Interesting. Uh, so, so a lot of these uh, these YouTube tre- streamers. Oh, my phone's just rung. Oh my goodness, there's a drowsy. Sorry, just Steve, bear with me Steve, a second. You know the thing about you, you can't get. You've got to remember your surroundings around you. You're in a, you're you're a right. radio I'm studio. Okay. Um, so uh, a lot of these YouTube streamers finding uh, real life does get in the way yeah. of of their games, and that actually, uh, you know, they have to think about what they're doing, think about what they're saying, which we should too. I suppose. And when there's money involved, we will learn to do that. Yeah. um, So there was another thing that came out. uh, Another YouTuber, Psy Syndicate, uh, came out um, and published some uh, emails from a different kind, uh, a similar kind of site, different site, Steam Lotto, Mm -hmm. um, who emailed him and said, hey, do you want to stream one of the games? We'll rig it for you, so you'll definitely win. Right. Um, And he did it. Uh, and he said that he had said to them, "What? What if we? What if we just did it naturally? What if you didn't rig it?" And they did not take up that offer. Okay. Did he uh, publish that email where he said that? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think yeah, he he, did. he opened all of them up. Um, okay. But so you know, that's another site. And he said he gets loads of these offers all the time. That's one that he did take up. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, he's not he's not uh, without blame in all of this. But there's a lot of this going on, and it just feels like it's like very young people uh who are you know very famous youtubers have a lot of influence have a lot of power and are sort of being Mm. led astray by themselves well it's not it's not very well regulated right now is it but it's increasingly going to happen as more and more people pay attention to what's going on in this world i mean there are serious gambling regulations for tv and this is basically no difference to that yeah and it's uh, when you consider these are effectively promotions even though they haven't been um they haven't been labeled as such you're advertising to the like the demographic that they are advertising these things to isn't over 18 they are advertising Mm. these things to kids who shouldn't be uh you know gambling we've always been very transparent about our business dealings Uh and indeed that we've always said that we will literally do anything for money i mean we haven't let you know we have not yet had an offer that we've turned down like (laughs) that's involved money as far as i'm aware i don't think so so i mean what's our email address (laughs) team at onelifeleft.com Xbox users will be able to use wheelchairs and their avatars soon. Xbox men Phil Spencer and Mike Ibarra revealed the, cha- the change on Twitter this week, saying it's something they've been looking into and that it'll be implemented soon. They even posted some neat pictures. Avatars were originally left out of the Xbox One design, but they're back and now they're looking really good. Good joke. Uh, Was it in you- there for that joke? Yes. Well, it's in there because it's a good yeah, story, isn't it? It's in there it? because this is great. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Anything which um, helps people feel represented uh, on screens, in their games, in their avatars is brilliant. Do you have an avatar? No. No, because I, I, well, I don't have an Xbox mm-hmm. One, uh, mm-hmm. so I don't have an avatar there. I mean, really, rightfully, given that Microsoft won't send us... Uh, an Xbox One that yeah. we have asked for several yeah. years. Um, really, we shouldn't be covering them, but we do because we do. because we're good. Uh, do you guys have avatars? I've, it does Facebook count? No, well, no that's a picture. Right, <laughs> fair enough. 
No, um, I, I, I had an avatar on the uh, 360, of okay. course. Okay, is it the same thing? Well, uh, yeah, so I mean, it was the, the same. I don't do these modern consoles. Daniel? <laughs> I do have an avatar, yeah. You it, do? It looks okay. strikingly like me. Yeah. Okay. I was really pleased with it. Is that how you approach avatar design? You try and make it look as much like you as possible, or do you live your dreams through the avatar? No, I usually play as girls, actually, in most games. So if it's an MMO or even MOBAs or anything like that, I tend to pick female characters. It's awfully much nicer to look at girls whilst playing games, obviously. I, I, you know, I'm not even sure it's a, about that. I don't even know what it is. I just think I know, the armour tends to look better. Same, so. mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Girls so, are much nicer to look at than the male character, I think. Really? Well, hmm. well I don't know about that. I, maybe <laughs> I it depends on uh, which gender you feel you are. Um, I think that uh, it's really what is really good in games is that you can experience uh, both um, a reflection of yourself. So if you do want to go through a game and you want to feel like this is you doing it, that's brilliant. But also if you want to experience how someone else might feel in a game, that's really amazing. So if you were, you know, if you were in a wheelchair and you feel like you haven't uh, been able to put yourself on screen properly and now you can, that's such a great thing. And well done, Xbox. Really good. As with all important decisions, the public will decide which football megastar is put on the front of FIFA 17 box. Voters have the choice of Chelsea and Belgium player Eden Hazard, Real Madrid and Colombia man James Rodriguez, Man United and France kicker Anthony Marshall, and Borcher Dust Dortmund and Germany hero Marco, Marco Royce. These chaps all seem very good and worthy of having their face on a box. Voting ends on the 19th of July. It seems like this vote can't be messed up at all, so we're really looking forward to the outcome. Hmm, that's a boring story. Thanks, Steve. It is. But we've talked about this before. This is how the news goes. You yeah. take us down in the yeah. middle of the section oh, and then you and build I'm us gonna, up for We're going to have something very special was that for three the or next four? one. That was number four, That Steve. was number four. Yeah. So you bring us down. It's yeah. like it's perfect construction. Who would you like on the front cover? Of, which game is this? It's FIFA. FIFA, right, 17. Okay. okay, who would you like on the front cover of FIFA if you could have anybody in the world advertising a kicking game? I would have... Anyone. Anyone. I could have anyone. Anyone. I'd have Shakira. Right, okay. Yeah, because she has um, association with football. I'd buy that game. Yeah. she's Her hips don't lie. I assume that means that she's got fairly good leg skills. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, exciting. Yeah. And, and I feel like she would... Uh, she'd look great. She'd bring some flavour to the... Flavour to the box. Okay, and she did the World Cup song. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the main reason. Of course. Uh, I wonder how this affects sales, really. I guess it does. People buy... I, I, I would have thought that these days they'd be doing FIFA, a version of FIFA for every club. Surely that's uh, an easy yeah. reskin opportunity. With digital distribution, you could just say, okay, this is the Manchester United FIFA, and you get all your Manchester United logos and stuff when you boot it up. Doesn't that seem sensible? Uh, but do they do they get time? So if they put someone on the box and they have to do a bit of like promotion for them, Probably, probably, probably. I mean, we would do that for money. Yeah. No question. Should we put ourselves on the box? We wouldn't even charge. We'd do it for free. Would we? I mean, yes. Yeah. I literally would do that for free. <laughs> and finally, the Pope has been given a copy of Undertale. The game was gifted to His Holiness by YouTuber Matt Pat during an event held to explore how the internet can bring people together. Matt Pat explained why, his, why he chose Undertale as his gift, saying, Undertale represents an evolution for gamers and what they expect from the games they play, making it the single best representation of where we are as a community today. Since the news broke, we've heard that the Archbishop of Canterbury has started angling for a pre-release copy of No Man's Sky. Right, who is Matt Pat? Why does he get to meet the Pope and why don't we? Well, there were many YouTubers No, but there. who is Matt Pat? I mean, is he... I don't know. I mean, how do you spell Matt Pat? M-A-T-P-A-T. You sure? Any yeah. underscores or anything? No, no M-A-T-P-A-T. underscores. Matt Pat. First, uh, first hits on Google suggest yeah. Matt Pat wife. Oh. Matt Pat 
Twitter. Yeah. MatPat Age. But then the last one is MatPat Wiki. I think oh, that's good. what we need. Okay, MatPat. MatPat uh, stands for what? Matthew Patterson. Close, Matthew Patrick. Okay. Known by his internet screen name. MatPat. Very good. He's an American actor, writer, and internet personality. Ooh, that's click. We could click through to that. Anyway, uh, he's been active since 2009. Subscribers. How many subscribers do you think Matt Pat's got? 1.3 million. Higher. Derek? 2.1. Higher. Daniel? He was chosen to meet the Popes. It's got to be huge, isn't it? He's got 12 million. Lower. Uh, I would go not, for. Not I would go for six point six five million. Um, because you got it in front of you. Do I win, the game theorists. None of you win. You're all losers. The only winner here is Matt Pat, who got to meet the Pope and the Pope because he got a free game. So why did he choose Undertale? Well, like he said, he thinks that it's a very good representation of where we are as a community right now. In what way? It, it's I, I, I like I don't know I mean I'm not anti Undertale I, I, I've, I've actually not played Undertale yet yeah, I've not played it yet either. have you played you've not, no, I've not played it I don't even know what it is I've played here's the thing it. here's a secret right if we're sharing secrets yeah. basically you know I do a bit of teaching uh, at a university and a lot of the time my students mention Undertale and they go what do you think of Undertale and I can't I can't tell them that I haven't Maybe played it. it so I just go hmm <laughs> mm. And they go, and they're basically because they like talking, they tend to talk. And I go, mm-hmm. it's an inter- it's interesting though, isn't it? It's interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> maybe maybe we need to get in touch with the Pope and borrow his copy. I don't know. I played a little bit of it, and I didn't. Uh, I don't think I got deep enough to find the the heart of what everyone loves about it. Apparently, it's excellent, and apparently, it's very very replayable. Yeah. Um, and I'm not clear. Someone described it as bullet hell. Based, there's some kind of avoiding yeah, things. There is. Is there? It's about knife fight, fighting. Well, you see, I don't know how this fits with my not playing shooting games if I'm avoiding those it's sort of avo- things. Yeah, it was avoiding not right. being the shooter. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, exciting. Has the Pope played it? Do we know well, anything about that? Does the Pope have a Steam account? That's the question that was <laughs> you, never answered. Wait, give me a second. I'm, I'm going to search for that. What, what Feels like the, the kind of thing we should ask Siri. Dan, what, okay. what game would you give the Pope if you the Pope. could give him anything? Steam. I mean, obviously your own. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, definitely. He'd, he'd have a copy of Seraph. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, well, it has let's got cover this later. Religious themed, yeah. Uh, I found the Pope on Steam. <laughs> Maybe that is him then. No. Which Pope? The old. It could be the old Pope. If you no. sign up as the Pope, he hasn't got much of an imagination for his Steam. I don't think that's the Pope. He's wearing a gold necklace that says swag. <laughs> anyway, I think that's discriminatory. Thanks, Sam. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury.
You're listening to One Life Left and Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Vault 44 and Axe Grinder. It's absolutely brilliant. He is brilliant. She is brilliant. Could be they are brilliant. Could you be don't know. both. They're don't brilliant. Um, bad news. Yeah. Uh, my drowsy got away oh, while dear. we were doing a radio show. I honestly believe if, if that phone wasn't integral to your uh, work on this show, I would have to take it off you, Steve, like a teacher. You're just sitting there tapping away. Mm. Uh, you'll know what it's like when you've got the uh, when you've got the uh, when you've got the bug too. I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to last. You know, I think I, I go through these phases. Very obsessed with uh, Zookeeper DX. Yeah. That was my last major obsession like this, and I think that lasted about a month and a half. And then one day I just stopped playing it. I'm sure this is true. I think that's the thing about Pokemon Go. It has had a societal effect that's really, really interesting. You're getting a lot of uh, mainstream media writing about it. The BBC News had a story on it today. It's not just for people who play video games, but it is not clear how long this is going to last because mm. the game itself is quite thin. You just find the Pokemon, you build them up. It's nowhere near as complex as um, Niantic's previous game, Ingress, which I think is to its advantage. I mean, certainly it appeals more to me for that. But when you have caught them all, what happens next? That's actually something that's quite important to me is that I, I've not actually played a Pokemon game before. I missed it. I missed out on the phase when Pokemon came in. But I've always understood it to be quite a deep game. Part, you know, once you get past all the uh, sort of like collect them all part of it, hmm. it's quite a deep battler, quite a turn, uh, good turn-based strategy game. That's what I'm I've not heard. sure I ever thought that, frankly. No? I thought it was rather arbitrary, frankly. Okay. Well, well, maybe you weren't very good at it. That could be the th- that's what I say mm. when 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 I'm not good at something, you know, like you turn on it, <laughs> like like everyday life. <laughs> you know, just, just in frankly, life's just you arbitrary. Do one move for. A particular enemy, and that's about yeah, it. Isn't really. that life, Derek? In in many ways, isn't that Perhaps what you do? So, yeah. so go on. But doesn't this new one have none of the battling parts? Well, it does have battling. If you go to gyms, you can battle. Although I haven't done that yet because I'm a pacifist. Uh, but as I, uh, you know, I understand you can go to the gyms. You don't really battle, though. That's kind of not the core of it. The core seems to be collecting. At least it is for me. Don't know. I think that's the thing that people are very interested in at the minute is getting out, walking well, around easy, their neighbourhoods right? and grabbing all the good stuff. Yeah, people like people like opening chests, people like loot, mm-hmm. right? They like walking around and being given stuff, and that's what this game is very, very good at. It's good at two things. It's good at giving you things, surprising you, which people like, and it's good at encouraging you to spend things, <laughs> which developers like, right? So it's working both sides of the equation, and it's doing very, very well. Music over. Time for Simon's bit. Right, Simon's not here, Steve, so we're going to have to So we're going to have to do this. Daniel, thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you. Uh, So, you are from? I'm from, uh, well, Guildford. What do you mean, the company? Derek, have you got your phone on? No. Am I going to have to confiscate all the phones in this room? Well, it wasn't me. Mine's off. (laughs) I've just sold something on Amazon, Okay. (laughs) We'll come to you in a second, Derek. This is not your part of the show. I'm only selling things. Thanks. Okay, so uh, your studio is called? Dreadbit. And you are a director there. I am. It is your baby. It it, it is my baby. Partially your baby? Actually, I am the the only employee of Dreadbit. Right, really? The way our company works is I pitch an idea to all my developer friends, colleagues, 
And if they like the idea, they'll sign up to work with it, okay. work on it, freelance. Right. So a bit like the film industry. Great. So that's really, really good because Anne and I are very used to hearing pitches when people yeah. approach us and say, can we work with One Life Left on this thing? And we say, yes. Sure. Yeah, anything. 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 Um, so why don't you pitch to us your, uh, your video game? The latest game we're working on is called Seraph. Okay. And Seraph is a skill-based acrobatic shooter without aiming. I know how you feel about shooters. Okay, okay. You know, no, I'm not going to let so, that. That's not going to interfere talk, with my judgment. Anne. <laughs> uh, and you might be thinking, what does what does how does skill based and without aiming work? How does that work? Well, mm. the way the game works is very much like Equilibrium with Christian Bale. Do you remember that film? I do. Have I you seen this? I have seen. I haven't it. seen it. Have you seen the Matrix? I've seen the Matrix. Okay. So in those in those films, you've always got someone with a pair of handguns and they're doing some cool stuff mm-hmm. while running cartwheels that kind of stuff and every time a game's tried to do this i feel that they've had to rely on things like slow motion or other kind of aiming tricks right, to get it to work you want to be the hero but how can i be the hero i don't yeah. know how to do that stuff. i just want to do cartwheel. that stuff don't so, want to do the training just so want to be the hero in seraph what we did instead was think what happens if we take away aiming and let the character do all the aiming for you so our main character seraph okay. she aims her two pistols at different targets around the room mm-hmm. and you're in control of moving her around Still shooting them, but she aims, and it works really well. Okay, so what if the two targets, how do I know which ones she's going to shoot first? Oh, if there's only two targets, she'll shoot both of them. All right, what's uh, the three? Uh, she'll pick the closest two, and if okay. you wish to pick one, because it's like a healer, or okay. something that's a priority, like a boss or something, mm-hmm. you can nudge the right stick, and she'll lock onto the one that you've... Got you. So you can pick targets, but you still never do any aiming, and it it's just makes it a much more fluid acrobatic experience so have you found that it makes it a uh, makes for a faster pace of game absolutely yeah absolutely i mean um if anyone watches the trailer they'll see in one minute what it looks like and that's not like sped up or anything that's the speed it, it goes at because we don't have to worry about okay you want to do this cool uh, cartwheel backflip spin now we have to slow the game right down you know with the sound effects just like that okay and you know have to actually allow you to aim is this just a game that plays itself then? Am I uh, not just hitting one button and, and nope. getting... Because that sounds like my sort of thing, honestly. <laughs> well, uh, so you can look at it from two <laughs> two ways. Not having to aim means we can put a lot more stuff and throw a lot more stuff at you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more enemies, a lot more attacks coming at you. And because you haven't got the extra additional requirement to be able to aim and headshot these things, you can spend most of your time thinking about d- dashing and dodging and doing cool stuff. Right. Um, but another cool thing about it is that it has a dynamic difficulty which is always on screen. Okay. So you always get to see this number that ticks up as you do better, as you, as, you, as you do better, as you play better. And, you know, the better you do, the quicker it ramps up. And as you start taking damage and taking hits, it starts to slow down, and then it tells you you are difficulty 4.4. Right, so it's a, a combo-based experience. Well, no, no not, not so much. It's more that it, it just measures how well you're doing okay. and tailors the difficulty to match you. So you'll always find it challenging whether you're amazing right. pro, like elite gamer, or just brand new to the genre and just want to shoot things and see what, blow up. What are your influences here? Well, definitely Equilibrium and all those kind of action mm-hmm. films, John Woo films, those kind of things. Um, and any kind of side-scroller that makes you feel really cool. Uh, the like, game it's making me think of is Beautiful Joe. Weirdly. Beautiful Joe, yeah. Uh, Stri- Stri- Strider? Striker? Uh, Strider, I think it's called. Beautiful Joe is excellent mm. platform, action platformer. Very difficult. A um, bit like Bayonetta, but side-scrolling, that kind of, right, okay. that kind of feeling. So yeah. you're, so you're, um, where are you in development right now? We are really close to the end. 
So we have probably got, we're in the polish stage, so okay. we're trying to fix bugs and get it ready to launch. We're probably going to be launching it at the end of August, roughly. We haven't oh quite goodness. nailed it. I know it's quite scary. So when you talk about we, who, who is this? Is this just you? Who are your freelancers? Yeah. So, right. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can remember their Twitter handles. Um, probably not going to be able to. Um, so we started out with just me. Okay. I pitched it to a couple of programmers. Mm-hmm. My name's Chris Butler, one of them. Uh, Andrew Thorpe, the other one. Mm-hmm. And they're the... the Programmers. We had a bunch of 2D artists and musicians and other people came together towards the middle of the project right. and helped me out every single day. <laughs> and then as you get towards the end, they all break off and do their own thing. Yep. And the costs go down as well yeah, as yeah, the yeah. game ramp. It's, it's, it's a really good model and I totally recommend it. So you've done a bit of everything. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you asked me what my job title was mm-hmm. and I said director <laughs> of Dreadbit. But that is, that is like 2% of my day. Uh, producer, bit of graphics, um, art, UI... Production. Ooh, whoops, sorry. Table. <laughs> uh, a bit of everything, really, and it it, it vary. I mean, now it's heading towards marketing and um, promotion. Right. Of course, that's an interesting part of uh, the games, especially the indie games lifecycle uh, right mm. now. Because I think one of the things we keep one of the thing we keep hearing on One Life Left again and again and again. Certainly, one of the things that I'm thinking about a lot with a couple of games coming out is how do you get word out there? Because there are so many games. Well, you do approach people like yourselves. Yeah, this is. I mean, we will do way. literally anything. Yeah, well, here, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, did, I think any. I, I read a lot of articles which say mm-hmm. they analyse what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Sure. And all I can think about is that that's the thing that we should have done or shouldn't have done a couple of months ago. Right. And now it's different. And I, I think you just go insane thinking about all the different mm-hmm. things you couldn't couldn't do. I mean, um, one of my favourite indie developers, Mike Bithell. Um, Bithers, you know, you know about others and us and Bithers. <laughs> I mean, we. You on that? You've moved into nickname territory. We we made him. You made I, him. Say, I mean, he's fine with us. Yeah, he's, he's fine he's... with us saying that. We've seen him. We've seen him on the way up, and we'll see him on the way down. It's not <laughs> happened yet, but if he says the wrong thing, you know, that's so. Good to see you. On the way up. Yep, that's what I like to hear. Keep. <laughs> we're friends. We are friends. Let's keep it that way. I, I will. Good. Uh, so what does he say? Oh, you know, I completely lost my point. <laughs> oh, I know, you know, just, just watching him was always the best thing to do for me. Yeah. And then the more I think about it, I think he said re- uh, quite recently that it's changed so much now, I'm not even sure. He, he knows what's next. Mm. And, uh, um, that's that's gonna, quite scary to me. There is, uh, so we're at Develop uh, this week, and uh, Hannah Flynn, who works at uh, Fail Better Games mm-hmm. as their marketer friend of the show friend of the show uh she's going to be doing a panel on what to do with marketing i don't know what the actual <laughs> title of it is uh, but something about that and so yeah it is something that people are definitely taking a lot more uh interest in developers are having to think about that stuff and, and having to build it in sort of um from earlier on mm. uh in uh, as part of like the you know you're making this game you want to sell it later on so you've got you've got to think about that there as is well. actually something we did look at where, you know when we started this project which is twitch obviously twitch mm-hmm. is a massive mm-hmm. part of gaming culture now and we decided to develop a twitch integration into the game so rather than just have it as people just watching the game, we also allow people to who are in the chat vote on certain things that happen in the game. So there right. is a Twitch mode. Ah. So we have kind of tried to move with the times and be like all about um, you know where we think games are going. Um, and we'll just have to see, won't we, when when the Twitch streamers get hold of it, whether it works out or not. Yeah. So what's next for you then? Well, obviously we're going to launch Sheriff and get that out there, mm-hmm. um, and then it all comes down to. Well, if we're going to be honest, it comes down to whether it sells or not. If it sells, then you you continue to support it and you continue to develop content for it and keep going because the game is really excellent, fun to work on. So I, I could make 
this for as long as I have to. <laughs> um, but if, if that doesn't happen, then we just work on something new. And where can people find out more about you and the game? Well, they can go to dreadbit.com, uh, D-R-E-A, <clears throat> excuse me, D-R-E-A-D, bit, B-I-T, dot com. <laughs> or they can look uh, for Seraph, which is actually on early access right now on Steam. So if you type in Seraph, spell like this. Okay. So Hang on, let it. me spell it out. Uh, S-E-R-A-P-H. You, you read that off of, of read it off a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. I'm on brand today. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for coming on the show. You're going to stick around for the rest of the show, of aren't you? Okay, it is time for local news. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. A lynx has escaped from a zoo in Dartmoor and is currently roaming free on the nearby fields. The lynx had arrived at the zoo on Wednesday night and keepers found his pen empty the following morning. Zoo-goers were excited for the chance to see the lynx as it was the first ever 16-bit handheld and they wanted the opportunity to play clacks, California Games and Chips Challenge on the move. Some traps were going to be set up to protect the general public, but as the Lynx only has a battery life of five hours, it was considered more ethical to just let it run out of power and have a nice long nap. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Thanks for all of your letters this week. Uh, it turns out that Simon is much better at prompting people than we are. But, 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 but... Thank you. People came through. For example, Jamie Firth, who had this to say. Jamie Firth. Hi, team. Music, is all, music has a sound of the summer each year. What will be your games of the summer? Come on, it'll be fun, like Richard and Judy's Summer Reads, but without the kickbacks. Summer-loving Jamie. Games of the summer. Are you playing anything apart from your own game uh, this this summer, Daniel? Well, I want to play Doom because it, everyone says it's really good. Okay, I will it's be. A very summery game, though, is it? What, what, well, what makes it a summery is. game? Does it have to have parasols? Yes. Yeah. Mario oh, okay. Sunshine is the quintessential summery game. You know, can we go back to Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball? Of course you can, Derek. If you so desire. That is where you can go. I'm not sure my Xbox works anymore, though. Okay. Never mind. Uh, uh, well, so when is No Man's Sky out? Uh, August. That, that feels summery, looking up at the stars, feeling the wind on your face if you leave the window open. Have you asked them to do a special version for you? Gnome. Oh, yeah. Gnome and, Gnome and Sky. Sky. Yeah. Be good. Uh, it? Yeah, it would be very good. They're, thank done. You. They're done with it now. They were celebrating with the Yeah, the they've got nothing else to do. Yeah, friends of the show they don't want us to see them again on the way no uh, yeah so I think that'll be a, a great game for the summer even if it's um, more of a late summer game yeah I'm not sure I really really want to play something summery um, I'd, I'd love to play a racer like Outrun and I've heard good things about Outrun 3D yeah. on the 3DS uh, Simon's been talking about that a lot so maybe I'll pick up that something I wish Sega was still around they were the best for summer games they're still around don't discount them <laughs> That's right. Sega do still exist, but they're not. They don't have a console devoted to blue skies, do they? So it's not the same. Not quite now. Uh, hello, team. Hello, SSG. So I watched a lot of SGDQ, and now I'm working my way through the rest on YouTube. SGDQ is 
Summer. Summer games Some... done quick. Yes. I know yes. this because I like Thank it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, the, uh, the thing that has really struck me this year is that GDQ is now a biannual fixture. Uh, there's a sense of community and a feeling that people would pine if this goes away. And it's such an unusual event to become a focus. There's no big marketing or prize funds. The celebrities are YouTube famous, but it consistently raises more than a million dollars for Doctors Without Borders. What of the events you've been to would you like to become big fixtures that go in everyone's diaries as soon as they're announced, aside from Marioki, naturally? Pip, pip, Robert. Interesting. Okay, I think um, Marioki is the first answer. We should, yeah. we should be... I wonder if there is a Marioki thing we can do with Twitch or something that could be similar like us singing for charity or us stopping singing for yeah. charity more likely um, I'd love uh, more people to pay attention to the Nottingham City it's a great thing big mm. thing in the UK but I think people should ter- pay attention globally uh, like it's a great event and I think if there is going to be something that is like a city festival of gaming culture Nottingham is in the right position yeah because it's not it's it's aimed at such a broad audience. It's about the culture around games mm. and not just selling you the biggest game that there is at the minute. That's true. And I think also there's some space for... Uh, you know, there are big game jams like the Global Game Jam, mm-hmm. uh, which is great, uh, but I like the thematic game jams. And I think the you know we've talked... We've talked about One Life Left going on the boat jam, things yeah. like that. Um, Adriel's uh, train, train jam, jam is spectacular. Uh, those are getting you know a lot of publicity already. Maybe we should think about doing what mode of transport isn't covered yet. I mean, I've, I'm I'm learning to drive. Okay, so, so maybe the car so jam. As many people as I can fit in All my right. car. So maybe that's a new one. Uh, do we have any more letters? Yes, we one do. More. Go on, Derek. Okay, just one. Right, let's get this up from Rob Beer. Right, dear OLL and super special guest, according, or guests as it actually is, because I'm here. Um, <clears throat> Derek, right, don't okay. correct the listeners. It's yes. like number one rule. Sorry, I do, it's super special guest, obviously, I don't count as special. Um, according to tw- that uh, Twitter, Pokemon Go is bringing Nintendo characters into the real world. So, given the chance, who or what from the real world would you want to send to the world of Nintendo? Rob Beer. B.S. Is that where Simon has really gone? Taylor Swift's Animal Crossing, number one, (laughs) like straight away. Definitely a blank space for Taylor. That's super exciting because Animal Crossing is coming out later this year, isn't it? On on cell phones, I believe. Is it? I believe that's a thing. I might might have made that up. And if I have, it's an exclusive. So uh, what else? Who else from the real world in video games? If if we could possibly send Donald Trump into the Doom universe or something similar. Donald Trump's in a video game, isn't he? Oh, he is. Isn't he in Surgeon Simulator? Uh, And he's also in the ship, which got re-released. Right. Not re-released, but like updated. Clever, clever devs. I definitely have Susie Sue, Susie and the Banshees, without doubt of course you would Derek what about you Anne oh I, I think yeah I'm, I'm definitely like if you're opting out of politics at the minute you've got to go into a video game that's it that's the only option <laughs> you leave the political race you're going to end up um, a character in something okay thank you so much for all of your letters we will be back next week please you've got all week to write in so Don't make please do when you hear this write in you can write into team at onelifeleft.com
kicking off in the One Life Left studio it's here on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's a banger. Another One Life Left banger. Uh, I really like that one. It's almost good. as much as yeah, Gwen at uh, Game City. Nanode and Runner. Uh, it's on chipmusic.org. You should check out that place because it's excellent chip music like this. It's going to end in 49 seconds. Gwem at Game City. That was back in the day, wasn't that it, That was Derek? definitely back in the day. And uh, fish on... Uh, on DJing as well. So long time listeners to uh, One Life Left will know that very long time ago, pre Marioki, we put on a gig. Yeah. What's, what was it called? One. No. Was it One Song Left? No, that no, was Marioki. One. Night Left. One Night Left. I think it was, it was one, one Night, night, night left. left. And we had. We had uh, Gwen perform, we had Sabre Pulse, yeah. he did a chip tune workshop that day as well. Yeah. Uh, we had um, Craig the Rage McClellan. He did a he did a set at the start. We yeah. had people at the front punching the air. Yeah. We had Cyphus. He did a set as well, and of course, we had Derek Williams. Of course, Indeed. Derek Williams at the time, one life left regular contributor doing free market economy. Why don't you explain to the listeners what free market economy well, was? Well, free Derek? market economy was where I would create some electronic music of my own devising obviously if i'm creating it i would be but uh, and then i would talk about selling games over the top of it and i would generally do around 40 of those a year for you one of our original uh, set of features mm-hmm. because when we all left, left started we want to construct a, a radio show a bit like a magazine now of course magazines have died yeah and we're still going yeah. so um we wanted to have a, a section that was uh, like the charts and we thought how we're going to do the charts and we thought who better than to get Derek involved Indeed, doing the charts. I, mean, I was actually selling the games, so who better to know these things? Because at the time, you were selling the games, weren't you? I from, was. Uh, from a were... market stall in Doncaster, in fact. So you would talk, uh, well, initially, initially, about the games that you had been selling on the stall that week. Indeed. Slowly, you went a little bit off topic. Uh, just a little bit, perhaps. The just slightly. cult of Derek Williams Indeed. began. Indeed. Uh, so you're still doing the market stuff? No. You're not, are no, you? No, I've, I've recently closed down my market store, so I'm basically an internet market economist. Sign of the times, isn't it, Derek? It is. So it's, it's all the digital world these days. Is that what happened? Is, is it the, the, the collapse of uh, physical goods? I'm, being as a lot of my business was actually sort of more DVD-based, so no, I don't want to say that, do I? It was all games-based, actually. But uh, no, it was all that moving to streaming, which killed it all. Can you remember what the last game you sold was at the Yes, market? I can. It oh was Far Cry, on, Far Cry 2 on the 360. Yeah, that isn't as romantic as I no, thought. No, no, it's, it's not really. Kind of it's a bit... Imagining no. you're handing over a, I don't know, a, a musty Tetris cart from a game or going... <laughs> it would have been have nice, this. but... No, How much did you sell uh, Far Cry for? It was a lot of money. Was uh, it? it? Yeah, was so it? much money, the whole three pounds. Three pounds? Actually, okay. I might have given them a discount. It might have been two pounds. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get rid of these things, you know. When they've been sat on the shelf for about five years, you've got to get rid of all that dust somehow. Of course. So uh, so what's the... So you're now you're now an internet retailer. Yeah, mainly You still sell internet. video games? I still sell video games, yes. I, I've got quite the archive of the old stuff built up really you know all those classic ps1 games which i'm reluctant to sell you know what are your best sellers the best sellers are it's got to be uh, really the ps2 games really finding those they're often more common than most other games so it's easier to get hold of them and get rid of them okay but so people xbox, still buy ps2 games yeah but really xbox is definitely more valuable okay xbox that's the one to watch really that's hot tip mm. on the show today buy up your xbox games see them in the charity shops get them in your bag whatever it is that you're having 
Do you ever get games in that you find it hard to let go of? Well, definitely. I mean, there's got to be... Um, oh, what's that one on the Wii? I can't remember now. Oh, well, never mind. It's by Treasure. Um, <laughs> Come on, you can think of it. Uh, by Treasure. That, that, Ra- Radiant uh, Silver Gun. It's a bit like Res, but not. Sin okay. and Punishment. There oh, you go. That's the one. That's, ah. that's still kind of sitting on the shelf. Really? Uh, and also, uh, Death how much Smiles would it take? League. How much would it take for One Life Left to take that game off your I, hands? I don't know. I think you'd have to be paying probably about fifty pounds for that to convince me. You know, give me uh, thirty. No, no, mate. Sorry, 30. mate. No, we're, mate. We're, sorry, we're, mate. It's going to be worth hundred quid in a week or two. One life left discount. Thirty-five. See, we'll go thirty-five. Derek, we look, saw you on the way up. What's look, this? It's your second visit. Forty-five. Forty-five. I'll, I'll let it go. Can't 40. go. Can't go any higher than thirty. Look, tell you what, I'll settle at forty. What do you think, Anne? I mean, we're on 39, Steve. That's all we can do. That's all we've got in the account is 39 Sorry, pounds. she says 39. £39.50. One of you must surely I'll have sweet, 50 I'll pence. I'll sweeten the deal. I'll put in a pound. Fair enough. <laughs> we're sold, then. There we go. Sold. sold. Do, you, do we have 39.50? Not account? on me. Not, not on, on me. Not right. right now. I'll we'll get back to you on that, Derek. I'll expect that uh, through PayPal later on. So what, what, would you, uh, what would you tell our listeners right now to invest in? Without doubt, Xbox games. Re- they're, invest they're in on Xbox up. games. They're on okay. the up, definitely. So and PS1 games are already reaching high values. Buy but, Xbox uh, games and sell. And sell, probably sell your PS2 at the minute, but uh, while, you're, while you're here, Derek, do you have any uh, take on the, the G2A stuff yeah. that's been around at the moment? I was going to ask that. I was going to just jump in and say something really smart. Why don't you ask? All right. Do you have anything? Do you have a take on the G2A? G2A? Um, I was going to say controversy, but... No, it's good. It's go really with that. Go with controversy? That. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, go with that. I don't that. know. Ask what do you think? Go on. Yeah. Are you ask. aware of what the... I'm not in the slightest bit aware of it, so I have no opinion whatsoever. Okay. Oh, That's Derek, brilliant. you haven't been listening to your news, have you? I'm sorry, no. I, I've not been paying enough attention. Well, I should short, have been prepping. Derek, I, short, I did know about Pokemon Go, so, you know, Some that. people are selling Steam keys. Oh, so I'm clear who those yes, Steam keys I, belong to. I have been listening to the show, but I wasn't aware. I couldn't remember, obviously. I don't think you'd like it. Attention. I don't think I you'd like heard, G2A. I have heard of the Steam Key thing. Thanks okay. to the marvellous one life left, of course. <laughs> hey, you know, Dan Marshall's not the only one who runs listening to the show. <laughs> Good, well, we like to, We are our very own ARG. We like to get people out and in the world. <laughs> we do. Well, thanks very much, Derek. Are you going to give us some more recordings soon? There will be another free market economy, probably next of week. Of course, you have, your own, uh, you have your own musical spin-off do, project, I don't do you, have, from One Life Left? I do have various things going off in Doncaster and around the country. Where can people find out more about you, People Derek? can find out a lot more about me at defsynth.com defsynth.com Doncaster Electronic Foundation and there's lots of other things there as well to interest you such as join the nightshift.co.uk my goth promotion oh because I'm all dark and sinister you know Derek really. Derek that was space for one link sorry <laughs>
This is Jakim, Man in Trouble. <laughs> nice. A little bit less of a banger. Style. No. Just slowing it down yeah. as we approach the end of the show. You're a little listening bit of to Chill Out Cafe. You're listening to the voice of Derek Williams on One Life Left. Resonance 104.4 FM. Taking you into the night. The greatest radio station in the world. It's time for the reviews. Right, Scanters, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Inside, that game that people have been talking about. Okay, no spoilers, please. All right, so it's from the people that made Limbo. Uh, It looks very similar and feels creepily similar as well. Limbo, Um, a game that divided opinion on One Life Left. I mean, I liked it. Gave it a solid 7 out of 10. Uh, I... Not so much. 7. So it's a puzzler... uh, a, A puzzler, and you are... You are... Play a small child who is... Trying to escape. I don't want to give too much away. You shouldn't. But you, you're trying to escape, and, and there are puzzles involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who are you trying to escape from, though? Mm-hmm. What, what, what else? What else happens? Mm-hmm. Um, but so um, a lot of people have been saying it's incredibly creepy. Like it, it feels really haunting, um, which I definitely do feel. But in it, so you're running away from things. Um, but you die. All and right, then that, spoilers. That first time that you die sort of takes away from it a bit. I felt like it took away from the atmosphere, like the dying and instant respawn. Like it, it, it took something away from me from what had been built up beforehand because I was really on edge, really nervous. And the first time it happened, after that, I wasn't quite so invested. I just thought, oh, that's right. I'll just mm, keep trying okay. and I'll. Uh, keep going but yeah it's really like it is really good the puzzles are um uh are fairly challenging um it's yeah it's really good and creepy i think I, i'm sort of i'm go on about half fish way through go on i'm gonna give it seven out of ten steve fair enough derek what have you been playing so i went to south end last night i was doing another radio show which i'll remain nameless but um yes i went to happy drome in south end where there were arcade games in the wild as Ooh, opposed to our captivity i played track and field from the early 80s and oh. that was excellent fun apart from the fact that i was terrible at it so, so track it and field in- is a sports game it is a sports game involving bashing two buttons alternately to increase your speed and do things like run along a track okay and i was absolutely hopeless at it failing at every task therefore it's worth nothing at all apart from a seven out of ten really okay fair enough derek all right daniel uh right so i'm revisiting a game that i started playing a few months ago okay um uh, until dawn so I'm, i've missed the whole youtube screeching oh. phase i should have probably see i played the start of this with you didn't yeah. i okay yeah so i played i did play the start of it and I, I thought it was quite cool very pretty game and unfortunately it felt like it had a lot of jump scares which didn't really do much for me because I'm, I'm a much more of a psychological horror kind of mm-hmm. so P, like pt mm. was a, the, the pinnacle yeah. of horror for me which is unfortunately doesn't exist anymore no um but having said that as i've got further into it it's starting to feel much more creepy and it started maybe jump more in, in not just something barking at you or window smashing. I quite like it. It's so does the, the story flesh out more? Yeah, I think it is starting to... I think the choices that you make at the start of the game, because you do make choices mm-hmm. about what you say to people and what you do to people and their relationships change, I think it's starting to have in, in, an impact now. So the choices I've made before are killing people or they're losing like <laughs> well I that's life I don't want to I don't want to spoil too much but people like lose limbs and things based upon your actions so I think that is life 
And I, I also quite like to tease my wife and say, well, you shouldn't have done that because now they're going to die. And she's, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. But yeah, I would say I'd, it's, it's pretty good, actually. I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. Solid. Um, I've been playing loads of games this week but there are two that I want to uh, want to talk about specifically I think we've just about got time for us to do that firstly I talked earlier about my students about how they you know talk about Undertale and I pretend that I've played it uh, but they do often introduce me to games they introduce me to a, a car racing game called Distance mm-hmm. uh, which is an early access on Steam which is you know is interesting and enjoyable uh, but the game that I think is is brilliant that they introduced me to is a game called Ultimate Chicken Horse <laughs> Ah, I've seen this. <laughs> Ultimate Chicken Horse is a, uh, a platformer, and the premise is super, super simple. See, just... It's not like the games that you reviewed last week, was it? Right. You mean, know it's the ones where you, where you lo- loved... You really loved the trucks? It's not, no, 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 it, it was Tank. That was Tanks. Tank, and I didn't... You, I, no, there's no love in, I mean, I love this game, but there's no... Okay. No, it's not just, a dating game. Um, so, it's a platform game. Uh, you are, you pick a character at the start. I think you'd be a chicken. I think you'd be a horse. I think you'd be a raccoon. And I think there's something else as well. I can't remember what it is. Uh, and you have to go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. And there's that's it. There's a big gap in between. So you have to jump from one side of the screen to the other. And at the start of every round, you get given an object that you can place on the screen. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a multiplayer game, so you both have objects that you can place on the screen. So maybe I'll place a nice platform in the middle. And then we can both go boing, boing. And if we both get across to the other side, neither of us get points. Oh. So the idea is to construct, over the course of several iterations, a course that you can do, but your opponent can't. And, uh, you know, you're testing their skill. You make it a little bit difficult. You can place coins for bonuses. It's up to four players, so it gets pretty hectic, pretty interesting. And it's great. It's really, really simple, brilliant idea. I wish I'd thought of it. And it's the best multiplayer game I've played since uh, Keep Talking Nobody Explains. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, the other game I want to briefly mention is Mew Complex, which is a little like Uplink if you've ever played it. It's a hacking game, slightly more uh, narrative-based and round puzzles. The re- thing I really, really liked about it is it's based in a Linux environment, so it uses tools that you would be familiar with if you ever use Linux. Um, it feels a little bit like you're going around computers, you know, hacking them yourself. But it also does tricks in the real world. So it says, okay, um, you know, the clue to this password is on page 34 of the Chicago Sun-Times in 1963. And you have to go onto the real-life Chicago Sun-Times archive, search through, wow. find the right reference point, and the loads and loads of clues like that. Um, I thought it was excellent, really, really good, and that's on Steam as well. I think there's a demo you can play that. Um, both of those games fantastic i think both those games solid seven out of tens be good be good all done we got through it didn't we we did despite the lack of simon well luckily simon will be around tomorrow when we're down in brighton Steve. we are i am so excited this is our first time ever doing mario key uh solo we're flying solo aren't we we're setting it up ourselves in a yeah, venue we, we have rented yeah uh, tickets we've sold ourselves. I don't know how well those tickets have sold. Have we sold a few? They're doing all right. They're doing all right. Good. So but you I'm can sure still it will get be a sellout. There'll be so, uh, you know there'll be quite a crowd down there. We are selling them. I think you can get them tonight still for six pound fifty. They'll be on the door at tenner and cheap at the price because we are going to be singing all night and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Wrote a new song today. Did you? To uh, Jason Derulo's Want You To Want Me. Yeah. It's fantastic. Best thing I've written for ages. So we will be, uh, doors will be opening at 7pm. It's at the Hope and Ruin in Brighton. Um, We'll be singing, starting singing at 8 to get your stuff, get your sign-ups in early, uh, finishing 
Who knows? We, we actually don't, we don't know when we've got the venue too. So we will be singing all night and then we will go back for an after party. Maybe you'll get a ticket. Play your cards right. Probably See you on the way up. Day. See you on the way down again. Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. I it's about been... 10 years since I first appeared live on the show. So we'll see you again in 2026? Something along those lines, I yeah. believe, yes. I wonder what you've you gone from the market to the internet. Where will you be selling games then? Space. Maybe, it must be, I think Hans got it, definitely outer space. That's Somewhere the unexplored territory. <laughs> or the universes, perhaps. And Daniel, good luck with the game. Thank you very much. It's exciting times. Very, uh, very exciting. Can, can you I just tell us it? once more uh, where people can find out anything about the game? If you want to go to dreadbit.com, uh, that's where that's our website. And <laughs> it's actually on Steam Early Access now if you want to get in there a little bit before it launches and just help us out with some last bits of feedback. Mm. Very, very nice. Good. It looks yes. very good. Great. Uh, that concludes episode whatever of One Life Left. We will see you all very, very soon. We'll see some of you tomorrow night. But until next week... See you, bye! Bye!